should I buy a home in the winter? I heard this is better, I heard this is worse. There's so many opinions, myths, and facts about purchasing a home during Michigan winters, so I figured I'd lay it all out there for you. Don't forget your winter coat though, this one's gonna be cold. Welcome to the Real Estate in Michigan Audio Experience Podcast with your host and local real estate professional, Andrew McManaman. As of November 26, Michigan has experienced its first true snow that is actually sticking on the ground in southeast Michigan. Salt trucks are out, people have forgotten roads are slick trying to adjust to the snow again, and accidents are happening every 10 feet it seems like, so I figured why not take this time to bring up some winter home buying, it, it seems pretty fitting. Before I jump forward, I wanted to mention two videos I made pertaining to Michigan winters. One is about preparing your home for the winter as a homeowner, and the other is more about education about Michigan winters and a little bit about the housing market too, which I will link in the description. This video will be a lot about the winter housing market in Michigan, answering questions such as, is it a good time to buy? What are the pros? What are the cons? And what's just some good info to know? If that tickles your fancy, stick around for a little while. Seasonality is a crazy, crazy thing here in Michigan, and I've mentioned that quite a bit in my other Michigan housing market videos. In the past, this would be the time of the season where everything essentially shuts down between Thanksgiving and Christmas until late January or early February realtors and mortgage lenders take their vacations as they recoup in preparation for a hectic spring and summer market that is still holding true today to a certain extent but there are definitely serious buyers out there whether the snow falls or not they are determined interest rates are higher we know that but there's been an acceptance in that department to some degree so a few more buyers have said well, this kind of sucks. The market didn't crash and the rates didn't plummet. I can still afford a home now with how everything is, so why not? With this changing market in mind, I wanted to talk about the pros and cons of buying a home in Michigan during the winter because that is the most common question right now that I am receiving. Kicking off with the pros, number one is you may find yourself a better deal. As I have said before, homes that are listed in the winter months are typically people who have to sell or it's inventory that has spilled over from the warmer months. On average, it's said that people who close on a home during the January time pay 0.51% less than those who buy a home in other months. Of course, that's just the average, but savings is savings, especially when purchasing a home at a premium. Sellers become more motivated at this time because in their minds, each day that the home sits on the market is more of a sign that the home has become stagnant. And that's a tough hole to dig yourself out of. Have you ever gone on Zillow casually, let's just say, and, and saw a home on there that you saw half a year ago and you skipped it without even a second thought because there has to be something wrong with it, obviously, that's stagnant. Even though there could be nothing wrong with it, it just may have not been priced correctly at first and people think a million agents have seen it, so that must be the consensus. In reality, people have not scheduled a showing at all because they saw the price tag and were like, Wow, you're on drugs, next. I can almost see some of you shaking your heads in agreement because I hear that all the time, honestly. Jumping to pro number two, and that's the likelihood you won't get outbid and the competition will just be slimmer. This pro is extremely important and reassuring for a lot of people out there because with the bidding wars and over asking price offers over the years, it drove a ridiculous amount of people out of the housing market, which is understandable, of course. You'd fall in love with a home just for someone to say, that's cool and all, but do you have an extra ten dollars to $20,000 to pay out of pocket to go over asking price? Yeah, oh, no, I don't actually. It was just outright yucky. 
but it still is to a certain extent, and I'll touch more on that when I talk about the cons. Competition is a huge reason prices got to be this way. It was a full-blown car auction, and once that auctioneer stopped mumbling, you got your offer accepted, 100,000 over asking price, then the neighbor sold for 100K over asking price, and so on and so forth. It was a true snowball effect, all, all puns intended here. The fact that you can look at a house now, sleep on it, bring your dad by, maybe your aunt another day, then finally decide, you know what, I'll throw a lowball offer in and see what happens. Then it gets accepted magically. It's a, it's a great feeling. Out of the last six or so offers I have submitted myself, the price has averaged 250,000 and the offers came in at an average of 15 to $20,000 less than asking price. And that may kind of feel unheard of to you maybe if you've been reading the headlines, but I promise you it's reality. People are so quick to accept lately from my experience anyway. Maybe it's impatience, maybe it's so it doesn't sit too long in the winter. There's there's a million possible scenarios. The moral of the story is you, you don't know the seller's situation, so don't be afraid to put in an offer under asking price. The next pro is being able to see how the home reacts to the elements. Sometimes it's it's hard to decide, is this home worth putting an offer in on and going through the inspection process? Or can I gather enough information personally to make the decision not to proceed, waste money on an inspection I'll back out on anyway? The winter helps with that, especially in Michigan where the temperatures fluctuate quite a bit. So you'll see some melting, some freezing, some melting again. See how the gutters work, if there's any foundation leaks, the windows might be overly drafty with colder temps as well as the insulation or lack thereof. Where the snow builds up, some of the winter maintenance you can expect and all those things you'll be able to know when it snows. I know seeing a home's curb appeal on a warm summer day is amazing, but there's more value in seeing it at its worst. It's like going on a first date versus a 10th one. You, you learn a lot between those periods. Another pro that I find gets often overlooked depending on how you go about your moving process is the ease to hire movers. If you've ever moved during the spring and summertime, you may be able to relate to this, but they are so, 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 so incredibly busy, not sticking to their timelines, in a rush, not very delicate with your delicacies. Sound familiar? Well, in the winter time, they are itching for some business so they can keep to their timelines better and won't feel the need to run 100 miles per hour with your vintage imported piano over their head that they hit every wall with. It's a little bit more relaxed, which is heavily appreciated. As if the moving process wasn't stressful enough, you don't want to spend a ton of money on movers for that to cause stress too, even though it seems unavoidable to a certain extent. Not only is that true for movers, it's also true for contractors too. So if you decide to get a little fixer-upper or a house that needs a little bit more of your personal touch but you're not that handy, you might actually get a call back instead of having to repeatedly reach out to them to get their voicemail a thousand times. The last pro I'll touch on has to do with realtors and mortgage lenders. Aside from the fact that there's thousands of agents and lenders leaving the business every single day due to the hardship of this market, there's still, of course, plenty of agents to go around for the amount of buyers and sellers. But in the slower months, when I mentioned we take vacations, the customer service will be better. To say this spring and summer is chaotic is an understatement. So buyers come to me saying their agent never got back to them. And it doesn't surprise me because each day is, is really a new adventure. That's no excuse, of course, but from my experience and other agents and lenders would agree that when there's less clients to tend to, you can get back to them quicker. In no way am I saying it goes from someone being not responsive to responding. I think that's another issue altogether. It may instead of being half a day or a day for a response, it may be 
minutes or hours, which is an, a nice thing no matter what service industry you're working with. Switching gears to cons of buying a home in Michigan during the winter, which in my opinion I'd say is the biggest con that people don't think about, and that's not being able to inspect everything adequately. When snow covers everything, it's hard to see every square inch around the home, on the roof, how the landscaping looks, etc. So a pro for a seller to sell in the winter would be to have the ability to hide some of the home's flaws because it's the truth. A lot of home inspectors will also not inspect septic systems in the winter, which can be a hard pill to swallow because that's an important thing since it can be extremely costly. Of course, if the seller has a septic access and has the risers, it, it makes things a lot easier so they don't have to try and dig up rock hard ground. So that increases the possibility. But another part of their inspection outside of just checking the flow from the house to tank to tank is to check the septic field, which consists of utilizing almost like a small post hole digger where they scoop up the ground and pull up some of the gravel to see if it's draining properly. The next con is of course the competition is slimmer but so is the inventory. There's not too much to choose from, but if you can see yourself living in one of the few homes on the market during the winter time, that's a huge plus for you based on all the pros I mentioned earlier. Another con is yes, getting a moving company out is, is easier during the off season, but that doesn't change the fact that it can still suck to move your belongings from one household to the next during this crazy weather. Having moving boxes in and out of the house, driveway and sidewalk could be icy, you could fall and bruise your tailbone, you're sweating, but you have to wear 20 layers of clothes because it's freezing. I'm sure you could imagine if you haven't lived through it yet. Of course, you make do with the situation, but if you're like me, I'd almost want some of the stuff piled on the porch or something and, and brought in strategically instead of throwing it all into a room and figuring it out at some point. That's where the art of labeling boxes really comes in handy. The next kind of keep in mind, which I wouldn't say is, is high on the priority list unless it's a high-end home, and that's the landscaping aspect. You can't quite see how all this is laid out when it's all covered with snow. Maybe it thaws out and it's actually a complete train wreck, and that goes back to not being able to inspect properly. All the flower beds around the house could be covered in snow just for it to thaw, and you realize that there's a negative grade toward the house so water is constantly flowing toward the foundation and not being pushed elsewhere. As I mentioned, in the spring and summer you'll see some breathtaking landscaping. The home will be at its best, but in the winter it could be a toss-up on whether or not the home shows well in the spring and summer, or if you're going to have to work your magic and make it pretty. Moving along to the next con that is honestly irritating from my experience, and that is the daylight issue. During the wintertime here in Michigan, it gets dark around 5 p.m. Most people don't get off work until that time. Then they hustle on over to the showing to see it pitch black. So not only does snow cover the potential curb appeal, you can't let your imagination run at all because it's pitch black. Of course, you can walk every inch of the yard with your handy-dandy flashlight, but you and I both know that, that is, it's, it's not the same thing. You also can't get an idea of what the neighborhood looks like. Maybe it's the coolest house in the whole world, but it's smack dab in the middle of two junkyard houses that have junk up to the fences. The unfortunate thing is, there's no way around that. You could sit on the sidelines longer, but then you wouldn't reap the benefits of the pros of buying a home during the winter. And some will say, just see the home early on the weekend. And yes, there's that, but you also wanna have a sense of, of urgency whether you think the market is moving fast or not. If it's listed Monday and you're thinking, okay, I'm just gonna see it Saturday morning, that might be too late. My advice would be to have a bright flashlight 
and make sure that if you do submit an offer that it gets accepted, have the inspection in the morning so you can see everything you couldn't before. The last kind I wanted to tackle that has to do with the current housing market, all the other points can be pretty much carried with you during any housing market shift to a certain extent, but what I wanted to make sure I mentioned is, is when a home is in a desirable area and it's priced correctly, it will most certainly get into a bidding war and over asking price offers. And depending on how good the home is priced, that could be the case in any housing market. But particularly in today's housing market, I am seeing a lot of serious buyers who are still bid ready for the next home. It's a, it's a plus for sellers right now in this market, but it can still be a hurdle buyers have to jump. And you might be wondering, how will I know if the home is desirable and if, if it's priced good? And the answer is, you'll see it. Numerous cars waiting to come in for the showing, several business cards left by all the agents who have shown it, and even on Zillow, when you see the saves and views, you can tell a lot about that without getting into the specifics of doing a comparable market analysis and seeing what it's really worth. Yes, a lot of people just casually look on there, but most times if a home is getting more views and saves than most, it's because people think, wow, this place is actually pretty sweet looking and it's priced good too, or it's just extremely unique and $10 million over the budget. Thank you as always for listening to my podcast. If you would follow, subscribe, and leave a five-star review on the platform you listen to this on, I would greatly appreciate it. Stay tuned for the next episode.